whip age zero. Lower the age of your work in progress. Zero is special. This is the Ultra Working Podcast. I'm Sebastian Marshall. Whip age zero. We're talking about it. So WIP is an acronym. It stands for work in progress, right? So work since time immemorial, since the universe was started, any work that you were going to do was in the didn't get started yet state. Your work had not gotten started for billions of years, apparently, maybe longer. Then your work gets started and it becomes WIP, work in progress. And at some point it completes and for billions of years more, your work will be finished. But there is a special thing around when it's work in progress. That's when it's work that you have started and not finished, right? The age of whip is something we count in days. And every time you go to bed, any work in progress you have gets one day older, let's say, right? So if a friend of yours emails you and says, hello, or let's say you're on the phone with a friend of yours and they say, hello, can you edit a blog post that I wrote? And you say, sure. And your friend says, cool, I'm emailing it to you right now. And you say, okay, cool, I'll edit it and get it back to you. It is now work in progress that's yours. You've agreed to do it. They've sent it to you. You haven't started working on it. If you start working on it and turn it around that day, then it got shipped from you at whip age zero not even one day old, whip age zero. And the whole argument that I'm making today is that there's something very special about whip age zero. I think there's something very, very special about whip age zero. When your whip ships in hours, not in days, I think that could be very, very, very special. All right. So way back on episode number six of the Ultra Working Podcast, it was like a bizarrely popular episode. Of our early episodes, that was the most popular. I thought it was all very fundamental stuff. Um, it is, but I put a spin on it. We put a spin on it that people hadn't heard before. If you like this one, you'll really like that one. Mathematical arguments for serializing projects. We named a few. I'm not going to go through them, but we made a broken ankle argument. From time to time, something very bad will happen. You break your ankle and you can't do anything else in your project slate. Everything will fail or get indefinitely postponed. The compound interest argument. The faster you ship things, the faster you get your gains. The carrying costs argument. Things living in your life have a cost in and of themselves and the context switching arguments jumping around from one thing to another makes them more expensive. If, and it's not always possible, I know this, of course, if you agree with your friend to edit their blog post, presumably they just told you about it, you just spoke with them, it's very fresh, it's top of mind, you pull up their email, you immediately edit it, you turn it back around to them. Whip age zero, that would probably be the least amount of minutes you would need to, to, to expend on it, right? So that's one of the magical attributes of whip age zero is it actually leads to the least amount of labor time needing to be spent on the thing. Not always. There's all sorts of notable exceptions where you could bulldog yourself on something for five hours, or you could ask somebody that's done it before and wait a day and they give you the correct answer. There's plenty of exceptions, but for something that's just sit down and do the work where there's no more clever way to do it and it's reasonably fast, it's under an hour, arbitrarily, let's say, there's something very special about turning around things with whip age zero. Things don't stay as whip uh, for even a whole night. You don't need to reorient the context. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to manage it. There's no chance of it failing. But there's almost, you know, we go way out of our way 
when we're talking about things, like when we're talking about, you know, the benefits of training from yoga. We're like, by the way, this is not a metaphysical point, this thing about concentrating on your breath. There's actually physiological things that more oxygen, blah, blah, blah. We go out of our way to say stuff like that all the time. But I almost have a metaphysical argument here, right? I almost have a metaphysical argument. Whip age zero, like I think it makes God happy. I really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I think. But like I, I have a variety of jokes here. It's very hard to describe. You know, there's that sample in the Jay-Z and Kanye West song from a Will Ferrell movie. I haven't seen it. Like, I don't know, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. When somebody asks you, can you do something, or you say, I'm going to do something, and you turn it around the same day, everyone around you gets like a bonus. It's like a video game that when you get a power-up, everyone around you gets a power-up. I don't know. Something very special happens. I don't know exactly how or why. It really just helps everyone around you a lot. I think one of the reasons why is it might be constraint breaking. I think a lot of times if somebody's like, hey, can you do a thing? They're expecting it'll take three days. You turned around the same day. They're like, huh, maybe I could do that too. So they try that. And then suddenly our waiting around for other people to give us a piece goes down, right? Which is really special. I think in a sense of possibility, that's possible. I think it encourages good habits instead of bad habits, right? Sometimes, absolutely, you're talking to somebody at seven or eight at night and you're on an early sleep schedule. They ask you to, to do, you know, uh, uh, something to help them. And you're like kind of tired. You're not super smart right now. You're not feeling very creative and you want to go to bed early and you don't know how long it'll take. Yeah, a lot of times it is correct to go to bed and maybe knock it out in the morning at whip age one. Fine. Whatever. Like, that's okay. It's perfectly correct. But sometimes you really could turn it around the same day. You really, really could and you're just being a bit of a lazy boy or a lazy girl. I'm, I'm not throwing any shade at anybody. I don't know exactly who's listening to this or not, right? Some people out in the world, when they're, you know, like saying, ah, can't get to it tonight, are really just being lazy boy or lazy girl. It might take 40 minutes to just knock it out. And then you never have to think about it again. And you've like taken good care of your friend. Because I guarantee you, you know, when somebody asks you, hey, can you do a thing for me? And you say, yeah. And they want it by the end of the week. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, eight weeks later, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I meant to get to this. You know what that person, you know what day that person didn't ship it on? Day zero. Day zero is the day that you agreed to do it, decided to do it, and hadn't gone to bed yet. Had it gotten done on that day, it certainly wouldn't have been eight weeks later. Wouldn't have even been one day later. So the odds of something completely failing, getting buried, and so on. Now, the more you have dedicated task management, project management, you sequence your week, you move things around, all the blocks are allocated, and you're like, hmm, you know, I had already scheduled tonight that I was gonna read three chapters of this book. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my schedule, but I have miscellaneous admin time, two hours tomorrow, I'm gonna sign this to there. Hey, look, if you're one of those people, that's great. Just like, hmm, this whip age zero thing is probably a good idea for people who don't have systems like mine is a perfectly appropriate thing to say to it, right? But that's not most people, as we all well know, right? Most people do not have a methodical calendar painted thing that they know all their allocation are good estimators. This is just not the vast majority of people. Uh, it's, it's usually not me. I do these practices sometimes, but not with the level of rigor of somebody that's just maximally operationally sound, right? And statistically speaking, it's probably not you. If it is you, it's like, well, even the median, very talented on it person is not at that level, and I am. If that's you listening, perfectly fine. You don't need to do the whip age zero thing. Still worth considering. The mathematical arguments are all still true, right? But fair enough, right? For most people, they have all kinds of bad habits. And saying like, hey, 
I get bonus points if I snipe something within one day. It's just going to make everyone around me very happy. There's going to be no chance to get screwed up. And then I don't need to manage and context switch and reorient and say, hey, where are my notes on the call that I was on? Or what did my friend asking for? What do they want me to edit for again? Was that tone edits or macro edits? What was I doing with this? What did they ask for? When are they shipping it? All those questions are fresh top of mind right after the call. If you have the open block and you ship it right away, it will never be faster to contextualize and ship it. Okay. So... Whip age zero prompts good habits rather than bad habits. It also like, oh man, that's a thing. It might take 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like the remembering to do it, writing it down on to-do list, copying them 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there, thinking about it, to, oh, I got eight things I got to do. It also has its own cost on it, right? So just having less stuff going on that's in whip, right? You could do as much stuff as you want without penalty. It's, it's managing whip you take a penalty on, right? Okay, beyond that, feedback loop. I'm sure I'm not the only person who noticed this. In fact, I know I'm not the only person who noticed this because I bring this up to people. Somebody emails you. They want something or they're offering to do something for you. You reply within 24 hours, the same day, the next day. They will very often reply on that cadence. If you take five days to reply to them and like, hey, you know, hey, thanks, whatever. They'll often take five days to reply to you. In fact, it feels kind of weird. And this is something I had to get over as an executive. I email somebody to take eight days to reply to me. And uh, I get it back and I see it right away. I'll just reply instantly. But like, I have to be like, oh, am I looking like a, 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 a like, like weird? Like they're taking their time. Is that, and like the answer is no. Like just whatever, get rid of the email the moment, the first moment that you can, right? Um, I now always aim, I wasn't always like this. I was really bad with email before, but now I aim to get my inbox to um, zero for the previous week, um, once a week. Um, and, and that's, that's reasonable. And I've been able, I've been able to do that daily, not so much. And I have some old emails that I never process. So if anybody, the side notes, anyone's listening and I, I didn't reply to something like six months ago or a year ago, just email me again. It'll be gotten to within a week now at the most, if you email me right after it's fully processed. Right. Um, but you see something, bam, you snipe it the first time you see it, it will never be cheaper, right? You get an email, you look at it, you're like, what do I do with this? You decide right away, you do it as opposed to reading it a second time and thinking about it and then reading it and thinking about it without acting on it. It just makes things take as low, low, low as they can on time. And it gets in a feedback loop where other people will then be responsive to you quite quickly. Um, I think there's an impact on scope that's positive, right? So the more you try to turn something around the same day, if you can, the more you can't overcomplicate it. You're like, what is the what is this person asking for? And what does a good job look like? Or what does an excellent job look like? But what is the lowest amount of time I could spend to do an excellent job here? to do it fast to turn around the same day. So a lot of times you have a choice when you're doing something of doing the two hour version that's good or the 15 hour version that's extremely thorough. Hey, you can pick the 15 hour version. You can, you can scope to quality instead of to time, right? Um, that's fine. You can't do that on everything if you have a sufficient amount of stuff, right? And so always at least looking for, if I want to ship that today, I would have to cut it down to the 90 minute version. Therefore I'm going to is very healthy. Um, a lot of times people overly complicate things. They put bells and whistles in there that they don't need to. And then finally, it's just greatly lowered management complexity. The meta work of just managing all the complexity and tracking everything that's going on as you get more busy and get more utilized, absolutely just like sucks. It creates no value in and of itself. It just facilitates the creation of value and, um, and, and, and also prevents collapse from happening, right? Prevents failure, right? The less stuff there is to manage, the less things there are that could get screwed up, right? So the more you've got different work in progress of different ages and you're juggling all these balls instead of just completing a deliverable and then not starting the next deliverable, the better, right? Um, in terms of management complexity in the meta, 
right? A lot of people spend all this time juggling and trying to pay attention and remember everything and oh no, this thing's late, so I gotta jump on it, whatever. Like that sucks, like you don't wanna do that, right? Now, there are some tricks here. You could divide a bigger project into sub milestones and say, hey, I'm going to start this milestone and complete it within the same day. And then I'm going to not start milestone B. So a macro project could be moving, but the, the pieces that you're committed to, you could whip age zero each of the sub milestones on them. There's some kind of advanced points around that. And you might be like, well, who cares? What are, what's with these mental gymnastics? The project itself is whip. And like, yes, that's true, but there's a like stuff I've started until its date of completion, like how old is it? You don't want it to blend across time. And yes, the macro project is whip, and yes, the age of the macro project does matter. And sometimes it's not possible to whip age zero some, some stuff, and sometimes you shouldn't. Sometimes you should sleep on it, or you're like, I'm tired today, I should just go to bed, that'll be better, and I'll get the morning energy tomorrow. So I don't think this is like always the right thing to do, but I think it's always worth looking at. Can I whip age zero this, right? Instead of like, I wrote a blog post, let me edit it and publish it, tomorrow or the next day. Just like, can I edit and publish this right now? Hey, if you've got another activity that you need to go to in 15 minutes, the answer might be no, if you wanna do a thorough editing job. If it was a, 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 you know, a real like fighting with a grizzly bear to get the thing written, it was a very complex piece and it's gonna be complex to edit and you're exhausted and it's near your bedtime, then maybe not and you just go to bed. So it's not like a, a universal thing that's always worth doing, but it's always worth looking to see if it's there. and. I'm just saying, if you haven't done this in a while, give it a try. Whip age zeroing stuff. Sometimes people give themselves longer to do something for safety. And I get that. You could still do that, but you should like in your head be like, cool, I'll definitely get that to you within four days. And then be like, let me see if I can turn that around today. Because three days from now, then you're under the gun. It's way less stressful to like, let me try to whip age zero this than like, let me try to ship this on the deadline. A lot of people kind of do actually the same thing they would do on whip age zero, but they do it on the deadline of something instead of on the first day to get it, right? So the more you can whip age zero things, it's just beautiful. I'm not sure if I'm making the case well enough. I'm making these logical arguments. Give it a try. Look for some opportunity in the next month, next week, whenever, to like start something and finish it the same day. And it's even better if you're turning it around to somebody else. They'll be so impressed and so happy. Don't kill yourself to do it. It's not the end of the world, right? Whip age one is fine, but there is something magical about whip age zero where like not even a full day passed. You didn't go to bed. You heard about something at noon. Somebody asked you at lunch, could you do something? You got that to them at 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. that day. I'm doing the gesture with my hands where you're like, I'm done. I don't think that comes across well in podcast form. Andy's laughing at me. She's over there in the other part of the, 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 the workspace. It's a shwood shwood hand. All right, now he's really laughing at me. Um, yeah, whip age zero, it's a good thing. It'll make your life better. Look for opportunities to do it. Give it a try. As always, thank you for listening. Be well.